match here. That's what the rules are. Hi, welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 120. Yes. I'm David Brody from Elvis Chair in the Morning Show. It's Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Hello. Jamie. So two weeks ago, Jamie cut the music off like... <laughs> You're still not gonna let me. No, and last week, last episode 119, we had a short in the headphone jack. I couldn't oh, hear the left yeah. channel, right channel. Yeah. So before we got started, I said, Jamie, let's check everything, make sure everything's perfect. And so I get everything going, and we're in the right channels. Everything's recording. You asked me to tap my mic. I'm like, I don't hear anything. Right, you shouldn't hear anything. So I'm checking the the big board here, and I'm. We're checking the jacks. I'm looking at all the plugs. I'm resetting the cords underneath the counter. And she's, I still don't hear anything. I said, well, that's not possible. Plug your headphones in another jack. She does. Nothing. I said, it has to be your headphones. Is the plug from the headphone jack, is it plugged into your headphone? Yeah. And she goes, oh, no, no. Uh, and I just pushed it in my ear, and then then I heard you. So the kind of headphones that Jamie has are SMS uh, headphones, which is a 50-cent model, I believe. Uh, it's a quarter-inch, uh, like an auxiliary cable yeah. that goes into the headphone. So you can plug any headphone, any wire into it. Yeah, I'm using my Sony's where it doesn't come out of my ear, so yeah. I wasn't used to this. Right. So, yeah, you didn't check that's that. Why it's that's it's why. like when you you call a company and they still tell me your TV doesn't work. They go, did you check the plug? Did you check if your battery's in the remote? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't check that. Uh, I, don't I didn't know. check that. I called you on my smartphone, but didn't think to check the batteries. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Well, speaking of, of complaining about customer service. You'll have to listen to the Brooklyn Boys podcast, episode 52, because I had a hell of a problem uh, at the drive-thru. Oh. oh, oh! I saw a Taco Bell incident. Yeah, I could have mentioned the company there, but I... Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we'll leave that in. I like... I, like, I don't know the story, though. I like a good Mexi Melt, no Pico, because I don't like onions. But they are... They're, they're throwing a scam my way. Uh-oh. Everybody's way at the drive-thru. Oh, do Again, tell. No, we're going to cross we're going to cross promote. Oh, okay. Brooklyn Boys episode 52, you'll have to listen. Okay. Jamie. All right. I'm I'm all over the place. I got podcasts. What, what was podcasts. the incident? What? what, what I was can't this? tell you. Oh, listen to the podcast cuz it's all part of my wind up. I have to get oh, upset. All right. Well, now I I want to know. Okay. I'll have to go listen. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. There you what? go. Stop. Oh yeah. my god. Twice. I can't. No way. Uh, yeah, all right. Oh, okay. my. All right. No all wonder right. you're mad. Okay. Yeah, Brooklyn right. Boys 52. You got to listen, guys. Seriously. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we had a lot of news from the Walking Dead world, and we'll talk about fear. Did you like the episode this week? I did. Blackjack. I love John Dory. Yeah, I love John He's Dory just also. so cute. Uh, recapping from last episode, we were talking about Jamie paying how much for a Denai Guerrero uh, autograph? A uh, picture, rather? 120. Now, do you get an autograph or just a picture? Uh, just the picture. All right. So I said you're crazy, and I said tweet us hashtag Jamie's crazy. I wanted an autograph, and it's like another 150 or something. I'm I can't do it. All right. So I wanted to say Kathleen Mars at Kathleen Mars two. Okay. I guess Kathleen Mars and Kathleen Mars one were taken. Oh, okay. So people, I don't know if one was taken. People don't always think that. They go, oh, Kathleen Mars is. I'll be the second one. Yeah. You could be Kathleen Mars one. Yeah. Well, that's true. Anyway, I I have uh. I have a lot of variations of at David Brody. You do. I have David underscore Brody, and I have a couple I haven't unveiled yet. <laughs> I bet you haven't unveiled. No, but yet. I'm on Twitter oh, since I can't wait for I'm these. on Twitter since 2009. Yeah. So I grabbed up as many David Brodies I as I could. Him. I got them. So if you're David Brody four, I apologize, but uh, I'm open to to uh, offers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so she writes. You two pointed out so many things, almost too many. I missed on Fear the Walking Dead. I look forward to you both every week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just a girl 
Shelley, who, by the way, I, I, you've seen her tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a, um, I guess it's anime uh, icon yeah. or avatar. Just, I got to say, Shelly, you, you sort of came out of nowhere where you weren't tweeting us at all. And now you're like leading in tweets. <laughs> leading the tweet leader. Uh, I learned so much by listening to Walkers and Talkers. I had no idea John's cabin was on an island. None. I love at David Brody and at the Talking Jamie's BS meter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Definitely spot on. Great to have you back in the studio together. I guess that's reference to the car studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, Jamie is maybe three sixteenths crazy. Oh, she's using fractions. For paying $120 <laughs> for a picture. Uh, she has a lot of, she tweeted like five times in a row. Uh, Shelly, I can't read all of your tweets, but I read them. I just don't get readable here. Was anyone totally against me? Uh, like, hashtag on. Jamie's totally crazy. Well, hold on, hold on. Um, let's see. So, somebody we shouted out last episode got very uh, excited we shouted them out. Oh, I saw him. But if I tell you who shot, I, who it was, then I, I will have shouted them out again, and they'll just get excited again. I know who they Then is. they'll tweet again, and then we'll have to give them a, a comment yeah. that they shouted out. So, you shouted out. Um... Garrett Hentz wrote, the bird on Fear the Walking Dead is annoying. At that point, I hadn't watched the show. So I thought like the bird in the uh, chimney from two weeks oh, earlier. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Because don't you hear the bird squawking the whole time on the Victor and John scene? Oh. Yeah, now I did. Sure. I didn't at the time. Uh, and then, hold on. Mm-mm. Oh, Tanya. Our, our, oh, our she's a frequent tweeter. Shoes for T, which I guess is shoes for Tanya. For, yeah. She wrote, I don't think the talking Jamie is crazy. Or she's, that's where she's wrong right there. She's oh. <laughs> but I might be the wrong person to ask, LOL. I spent at least... Did you, see the, you, did you see the tweet? No, I did not. Oh, she tweeted at you. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. check. Okay, she said, I spent at least blank on autographs and photos every year at those conventions. Last year, I spent blank in Atlanta alone, and I'm going back next month, LOL. Now, how much would a lot... Like, I put a blank there. How much would you accept from Tanya... Who clearly spends a lot of money on shoes? That that you'd go, ooh, that's a lot. Um, it's a lot, but I no, could, how much? I think that how much did Tanya she spend? She could justify spending a thousand dollars. Okay, she spent two thousand dollars on Tanya, autographs and photos. Tanya, and last year she spent sixteen hundred in Atlanta Whoa. alone. Whoa! So I don't feel as bad now saying Jamie's a little crazy. I, I'm cheap compared to that. That's I'm paying nothing compared you are. to that. Although Ace Angie thirty four. She writes, hashtag Jamie's crazy. <laughs> okay. So one person said one you were person. crazy for paying $200. And one 316's crazy. Oh, you are, yeah, one, three, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the, some Walking Dead news. Uh, let's see. They re-released the Comic-Con trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Except now in, in the, there's a little inscription at the bottom that says, Rick Grimes' final episodes. So oh. now they're just being blatant about it. Yeah, they're just telling us. It's There's no secret now. They're just like, oh, yeah. And um, one thing I didn't notice, but I went back and looked, uh, in all the trailers and artwork, the helicopter is near Rick. Whenever they show Rick in a picture, it's, the helicopter's near Rick. Oh, some that is, yeah. I'm telling you, he's taking a helicopter. He's taking a helicopter. Yeah. I think he's taking a helicopter, and he will come back when his kids annoy him. <laughs> Uh, Austin Emilio, who plays Dwight, yes, says he's ready for a Walking Dead return. Uh, he's, you know, they interviewed him at a, at a convention recently, and he said, "I'm ready." He said, "I assume my character's out looking for Sherry. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he found her yet." Oh, I hope he does. He said, "I don't know if I, that. yeah." So, um, Gimple, in a recent interview, was talking about how they want to expand the Walking Dead universe, and that remember Flight 462 from Fear the Walking yep. Dead and the Red Machete. That they may do more digital 
shorts, like uh, webisodes. Okay. So we might see Dwight come back in webisodes looking for Sherry. Oh. And then maybe season 10, he's back. Like, he's he may not back. be on season 9. Interesting. But they may be, uh, have him on the web. That would be an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, viewers can anticipate learning Filthy Woman's name and what executive producer uh, Chambliss called one of, uh, was it Chris Chambliss? I don't remember the first name. It doesn't matter. Uh, called one of our favorite needle drop montage sequences ever uh, that will reveal more of the villain's blood-soaked past. So they're gonna, we're going to see a montage where we learn her name. Now, I have a theory about who she is. Okay. Uh, I, I would imagine a lot of people have this theory, so we'll see. I'll get to that when we do filthy the episode. Woman. Yeah, that's a filthy woman. Mm-hmm. That that was your nickname in high school. Oh, it was. It yeah. was up until last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Okay, so uh, if you remember the Comic-Con trailer... For the second half of Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. the filthy woman affected Morgan. He was uh, there's a scene where he's standing in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. and on his forehead it says, "I lose people, I lose myself." She said that to him in the episode this week. Do you think he wrote it on his own self? Well, it's her handwriting. Oh, so she must have knocked him out in some way. That's creepy. And wrote on his forehead. Oh God! All right, we'll talk more about how the how the hell she knows so much about him. Yeah, she's like, I know you, Morgan. She couldn't like, have Googled okay. him. Do you think she watches The Walking Dead if she saw <laughs> the episode? Maybe does. Um, let's see. Let's skip to the next page. Uh, oh, I'm going to introduce this next clip with his ID. So let's... Uh... Hey, it's Tom Payne, also known as Jesus from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Tom Payne. Tom Payne. Tom Payne. Uh, no relation to Champagne. <laughs> Uh, Tom Payne admitted in a recent interview he wasn't very happy about the clandestine meeting with Maggie at the end of The Walking Dead Season 8. Remember, she was in her office, mm-hmm. or, or uh, yeah. Gregory's old yep. office, and she said, uh, we need to get take care of uh, Rick mm-hmm. because he didn't kill Negan. And uh, he says, I wasn't happy about it, if I'm being honest. Wow. It came out of the blue at the end of the season, as it did for everyone and for me as well. So they didn't know that was going to happen. He yeah. They just, like right before they filmed it, they gave him the script. I had a bit of a struggle with it, honestly, but I trust in the writers and what they're trying to do. Um, Tom Payne explained he often sees both sides of an argument, those supporting Maggie gunning for her late husband's murderer and those in support of Rick's decision to spare Negan. Funnily enough, someone came up to me today, whenever he was interviewed, because mm-hmm. often I get people who are like, well, you're not going to do anything against Rick, are you? But today I had someone come up and go, yeah, you are. You are going to get Rick and Negan because he did the wrong thing. So he said people are, it's mixed. Some hmm. people think like, you don't, you don't go against Rick. Yeah. And some people say, nah. He yeah, now you're yeah. going to go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So he said, remember, he was against killing the POWs, the savior POWs. Yeah, he was. Right? He's not the type to go and kill people. So um, he says, I think in that moment, because people said, well, why did Jesus go along with Maggie then? He said, I think in that moment, it's more about placating Maggie and making sure that he still has her ear in that moment and not wanting to be completely anti whatever she's in, whatever position she's in. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't want to isolate himself because he understands he still has some power or persuasion over her. In other words, like, uh, mm-hmm, I'm listening. Yeah. Right? He never really said, like, yeah, let's get him. Yeah. Okay? Um, he, I think in that moment, he's not like, yeah, we're going to absolutely go and kill Negan. He's more like, yeah, we will, because I just want to make sure I'm still there with you. And maybe we can talk about this later on. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so I don't want to ruffle any also, feathers. Also, she's pregnant. She's hormonal. Let's just keep everything calm. Wow, you just set the woman's movement back 38 years. I'm just saying. That would bring us back to 1980. I've never been pregnant, but I get PMS. It's just, it's, 
fact of life. It's hormone hormones. Uh, you said that I didn't. I I could I could say it. I think. I uh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm, I'm not gonna... like, And my next story. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we move on. Yep. All right. So, uh, season four, episode thirteen, Blackjack, which we find out later in the episode, is the candy that June liked that uh, John carries around. The black Gross. licorice. The black licorice. <laughs> That's right. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah, you like that? That was good. A licorice. You say right. portable? Portable. <laughs> portable porpoise. <laughs> what was the other one? It was portable. Prostitute. Oh, well, I don't it think was it was prostitute. prostitute, no. Penelope Pitstop. <laughs> Remember that cartoon? Uh, all right, so the show... Okay, so now this sort of settled something, but mm-hmm. then it didn't. Okay. So, all right. So the episode starts with Morgan and June and Al driving in the uh, SUV truck or whatever it was, the pickup truck. To the mile marker 21 looking for Quinn. So like, well, how did they know to go to mile marker 21? Because he thought it was 27 and he didn't say on there. Okay. June says, Quinn mentioned he had just passed mile marker 20 to her. Mm -hmm. Off camera, I assume. Uh, Yeah, no, we didn't see it. Now, last episode, we were saying if you're driving and you don't know the area and you're looking looking for mile marker 27... And you just passed 18, 19, 20. How did we skip to 27 you without you noticing? Did you just right. black out at the wheel right. for a minute? You didn't see 25, 26, so why would that be 27? We, we did some BS on Right? That. We called BS on it all over the place. All over. That he got out in the dark alone with no weapon. Yeah. So, then why the hell did he think it was 27 is my question. He couldn't have. Now, did they add that to this episode when they realized it made no sense in the episode before? Because it still doesn't make sense. Well, even if June said, oh, he said he was past mile marker 20, it still doesn't make sense why he stopped. Right, because it's 60 miles an hour. Let's say he's going 45 miles an hour. Yeah. You're talking like a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. So a minute and 20 seconds later, he goes, I'm here. And then boom, you're there. You couldn't possibly be there. She should have said, how could you possibly be here? You were just at mile marker 20. Yeah. Got a few more miles. Where was that conversation? 20. Now, if you had said to me, if they had said... Uh, he was at mile marker 18, and then a couple of minutes later he called me, he, so this must have been around where he was. Mm-hmm. Then you could go, well, maybe some of the signs were down, and he lost track of yeah, distance. Yeah, that could be. But, but from 20 to 21? No. You dumbass, you deserve to be dead. <laughs> oh. Dumbass Quinn. Dumbass dead Quinn. Oh, man. Hashtag dumbass dead Quinn. <laughs> Sarah calls Morgan Momo on the walkie. <laughs> he hates that. Uh, Jim is pissed so many people are coming along. Jim's kind of like, we don't need these people, let's just get out of here. Yeah. He's a coward. Uh, a walker comes up behind Wendell. Jim is like, hey, dude, there's a walker coming. Uh, give me a weapon. He doesn't know what to do with a weapon anyway. No. Jim freaks out. Wendell ejects metal spikes out of the back of his wheelchair. Who built that? Like like Wolverine claws. Seriously, he's like on a spike like hanging. And he's not dead that yet. And then Sarah comes over and kills him and gets the points. Yeah. It's Purvis, who we thought no. was the owner of the truck, but he's not. No, it's not. Now, I'm going to call... I'm going to call 614th's bullshit. That it was Purvis? Yeah. No. Here's the thing. Morgan and Alan June drive south on the road, or, mm-hmm. or they drive lower mile markers, to 21. 21 is where the filthy woman killed Purvis. Yes. She threw him out of the truck. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You mean Quinn? Yeah, Quinn, right. Yeah. No, she threw Purvis out of the truck. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Okay. And shut the door. Um, were they standing at the front of the truck or the back of the truck? Uh, Wendell, when the when the walker came up to him. They were like towards the back uh, right, passenger side. Of the truck? Yes. Okay. 
All right. Purvis came from the front of the truck. Yes, he did. Okay. That uh, that would say to me, if they were driving higher in numbers, that Purvis came from mile marker 28. Yes, that would. Wow, yeah, it would. So how did Purvis... Turn himself around. How did Purvis, on that road, know to walk higher in numbers... They didn't see Purvis on the road, mm-hmm. right? Get past the truck without them seeing him. And then turn around. And then turn around and come back to sneak up on Wendell. That couldn't even be possible. Why would the walker not just walk into the woods or wander around aimlessly? Why would he walk up the road and nobody saw him? And he just happened to walk in the same direction up the mile marker numbers? Mm-hmm. She didn't point him in any direction. She pushed him out of the truck. They have no mind of their own. They just go anywhere. So they nobody keep... saw him. Were they all sleeping in the truck when he walked by the truck and then he suddenly walked back? Well, the people with the uh, real spidey sense, you know, Al June and Morgan, were in the back. So you kind of had the dummies up front. So maybe they did miss him. All right, let's say the truck got turned around. Let's say they were driving towards lower numbers from 27 to 21 to go get him. Mm-hmm. He still would have gone six miles on the road and they didn't see him as they passed him? I highly doubt that. Or do you think they passed him and they're like, ah, it's just a walker? In which case, wouldn't you warn the other people there's a walker coming? Mm, if they're in the middle of like driving, they may have just like, let it go. Yeah, but you would have said, oh, there's a walker coming your direction. Something doesn't seem fish. Doesn't seem Something's kosher. Something's off. Something's off. Something's off. So I'm calling 614's bullshit on okay, that whole thing. 614. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, uh, it's Purvis. And uh, Sarah says from the trailer we saw last week, what kind of sicko shitto does that? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, June calls Quinn on the walkie-talkie. Uh, she's like, hey, you know, Quinn, are you all right? Come in. And she hears Quinn, and he, she hears... That's just what she hears. <laughs> and the filthy woman answers, that's Quinn. She's like, what? And she says, I let him become what he was meant to be. He's not weak anymore. Creepy. So Morgan recognizes her voice as the yep. woman by the road, and he's... She says, is that you, Morgan? And Morgan says, how do you know my name? Now, maybe Morgan on the, on the, maybe Morgan. Well, remember a couple episodes, he was blabbing a mile a minute about a whole backstory and we're going to come find you and like giving all that. To the truck driver. He said, my name is Morgan. Giving all that out there information. I think she was listening in. Yeah, but she she doesn't know about his past. How does she know about his past? I don't know what she knows, but he was yapping a lot. All right. Also, remember when he was trapped on top of the car yapping. With his hands tied, and he's like, you don't have to do this. I've done some things. And he kind of spilled his guts about this Right, past. but did he say, I want to lose myself, I lose people as myself? He's... Did he say he killed a bunch of people? He, I don't know. He spilled a lot about his past, so she could have been listening to that Maybe. as well. Maybe. I guess we'll find out. She says, I know a lot about you. Stop trying to help people. Those boxes make people weak. Don't make me make you strong again, meaning kill him and make him a walker. Jeez. I know what you're capable of. You didn't tell the whole story. It's still there in you. Well, if he didn't tell the whole story, then he didn't say that on the top of the car. I don't know what... She's implying that he never told them, like, he's a nut job. I don't know how she knows what she knows. So we have to figure out how the hell she knows Morgan's past. That's where the credits roll. We come back. Strand and John are at the cabin on the island. Strand is pissed that he left his mansion with his wine cellar on a fool's errand. (laughs) And uh, he doesn't want to get on the raft that John made. John made this little wooden raft, and he goes, oh... Oh, it was sad. There's enough room for two. You can come on that raft. I built it like that. I built it. Uh, cut to Lu- Luciana in a town. She kills a walker to save an old guy named Clayton in a car who says he was stuck there since the storm. How- now, the first thing I thought was, how is he still fat in the apocalypse? <laughs> well, they haven't been in it super long. No, they did a time jump. Well, They've been there four years. Well, right? Three he's years? stealing canned goods or something. 
Well, he well we find out later how he had why he's still kind of fat. Mm-hmm, yeah. But at first I thought, why well, is this guy still fat? Because at that point I had to figure out who he was. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the point on here. You'll see my paper. Okay. Where I'll tell you when I figured out who he uh, was. Okay, okay. Um, so she's like, I'm going to help you. And he's like, why would you want to help me? And she says, I have things to make up for. Which they all keep saying. They I have things to Morgan make up for. Morgan said it like 10 minutes later. Right. What do you have to make up for? You kill people. That's what you Everyone do. Everyone does in the apocalypse. Uh, Strand watches as John takes the little raft he built into the water. It sinks and a gator approaches. Oh my God. He shoots at the gator. Now he's a trick shooting marksman. Yeah. But apparently he missed the gator. I guess it went deep down under. Yeah. Morgan buries Purvis. And uh, Jim's like, why bother? Okay. Uh, they t- Now on Talking Dead, they showed for safety reasons. And it took me a minute to figure this out. Yeah, why? They don't use dirt when no, they bury they make, people. They make like chocolate flaky stuff. Wafers and Oreos. Here's what I thought, because there's still human beings in there. Oh, and they get it in their mouth. They get in the dirt in their eyes and their nose, and they can probably choke on it. You don't choke on a wafer. I guess that, not in church. I don't go to church. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I guess the chocolate is bigger pieces. Yeah. And you could eat the chocolate if you had to. You could get hungry if you're buried down there. Now, granted, I know people eat dirt. Uh, you know, there's people who have that illness where you eat dirt. Oh, it's called. Uh... Oh, what is the name? Pika. Yeah, yeah. Pika. Dogs normally have that. When dogs are eating dirt and tasteless things, it's like a symptom for something else. Yeah. But anyway, and so it's chocolate. Yeah, and we digress. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, okay, so Morgan Berry's Purvis, they're reading the truck driver's journals, and they say that, uh, and then Wendell says, uh, his name is Polar Bear. That was his trucker name, mm-hmm. Polar Bear. They agree they have to find everyone. At this point, I should have figured out who Polar Bear was because Polar Bear is usually big, cuddly people. But I didn't think about it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they agree they have to find everyone that's on the show. Jim asks Morgan what the old lady meant by she knows what you're capable of. And Morgan says, I got some things I got to make up for like everyone else, like Luciana said. Yeah. We should hit the road. Like, never mind that. I'm still in charge here. <laughs> he just dodged the question. He's like, eh, right. so anyway. And Sarah says, and if we say no... Morgan gets this is the best badass. Scene. I love this scene. He says, I'll take the truck and keep doing what we're doing. And, he's like, and he says, Boom. take the truck. You can't handle the truck. You can't handle the truck. <laughs> and Al says, I can. And you think like, oh, she's stepping up to help Morgan. She yeah. goes, I want to interview the owner of the truck. She started really annoying me with, the tapes are in there. Shut up. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm Sarah, sorry. She's just really making me piss off. Sarah, her. not much of a warrior in the apocalypse. None. Pops the snap on her knife. And then slowly takes the knife out, like, what you can do about it. Yeah. So Morgan takes this the stick end of the shovel and goes. <laughs> she, like, Donatella's her, like, really fast. Right. And then and then she's like, she's okay, like, okay uh, we're, we're going with you. New plan. Now. Yeah, Wendell goes, la- Wendell goes, we're going with you. I laughed out loud. Yeah, and she went, new plan. <laughs> okay. It, so it reminded me of when he did that to Nick. Yes, exactly what that reminded me of. But it also reminded me of uh, A League of Their Own when, um... Uh oh uh, oh uh, Rosie O'Donnell says to Madonna like you're not good enough to play here mm-hmm. and she throws the ball at a real hard or something she's like okay okay we're we're gonna go now we're good yeah <laughs> uh, alligators are eating walkers in the river yeah poor walkers it looks like a giant gator by the way yeah uh, Strand doesn't think June can find Ju- uh, John can find June again um, and he's like why do you keep uh, thinking that things can get better so he's already lost all all hope and oh, optimism Strand's gone. Uh, John says, we have to keep fighting. And he says, the only difference between us and the past is a few days' rations. He's like, you know, if we don't eat, we're screwed we're and done. we're done. Uh, Luciana's trying to pry the dashboard off the old man's legs. His name's Clayton, by the way. 
Uh, he says the dashboard's the only thing holding him together. That's so sad. That's sad. That that's does like one of those. In car that's one of those ER things, like on or Grey's Anatomy, when they're like, if we pull the pipe out of you, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Oh. So if she moves it, he's gonna bleed out. He says he only has one person left in his life, and he doesn't want to see them. And he says, before I die, I just want one more beer. And I wrote, look what I wrote. Again with the beer? Is everyone on this show? I know, everyone's like, the beer saves, changes lives and saves the world. Now, I'm going to call a court of bullshit because if he had wanted pretty much anything else in life, she wouldn't have been able to find it. Yeah. But these guys in the truck just happened to find a beer maker. And Jimbo is putting beers in the boxes. Who put beer bottles in the boxes. Yeah. The, I mean, he wanted a peanut butter protein bar. There's a peanut butter protein bar in the box. <laughs> it's like the Twilight Zone. Whatever uh, you yeah, want in the box. Right. That's his favorite flavor, and he pulled it out of the box. And then when he said, there's only one person in my life, but I don't want to see them, I thought, oh, so somebody in your life, like a female, like a woman. And that's, I thought it was an ex-wife or something. And I thought, maybe ex-wife, and I thought, huh, like a crazy ex-wife? Or someone that either hates you or you hate them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized who he was. You still haven't realized who he is. No. All right, we'll keep going. Okay. Uh, the truck gang. Is he polar bear? Hold on. The truck gang. Well, hold on. Oh, but you just said. All right. They, they tell you that in The Walking Dead who he is. Oh, that's the truck right. gang, mile 74, where they stole Polar Bear's truck. Uh, they leave a box. And Wendell's like, yeah, this is where we got his truck from. This is where we got it. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, it's Scorpion and the. Why would you take his truck? And she's like, it's a scorpion and the, and the tortoise uh, story. And uh, he's like, he was a tortoise. We were the scorpion. It's a very tortoise old story. This... You don't know the story? I know tortoise frog. and the hare. And the frog. No, the, the, the it's, I'm sorry, the scorpion and the frog. Oh, that I haven't heard. All right, because right. I was like, I've heard tortoise and the hare. So no, I've... Oh, I don't know scorpion and the frog. You don't know scorpion and the frog? No, I haven't heard uh, that one. I'll tell you the story. And every okay. time I tell people, they go, that's a great I story. I've never heard that before. But obviously people have heard it because it's in the TV show. Yeah. I'll save it for the end. Okay. All right, but remind me. Okay. Uh, so Morgan writes on the box, if you need help, VHF Channel 4. We assume he writes it on all the boxes at that point. I would think. He tells June, they will find John. We'll find them all. Don't worry. John and Strand see a truck with a camper shell on the back that they can use to float John across the river. And John says, uh, I got stabbed saving you guys. Uh, you go get it, Strand. Like, uh, you, you go do it. And so uh, he's like, how often are you going to keep playing that card that you got injured? And he's like, often, because I saved you. Yeah. So Strand is up on the hill trying to push the truck off the hill, and he sees a fancy bottle of scotch on the truck floor. He reaches oh, for man. it. Oh, man, Strand. He reaches for the scotch. The walker grabs him, pulls him into the truck, and it rolls down the hill. Luckily, a, this the odds. This is almost full bullshit. Uh, yeah, a branch killed the walker as they were tumbling down the hill. Right through his head. Right through his head, and oh, out his mouth, and out, and out his and mouth, and out his mouth. The odds. Two to one odds, at least. Uh, no, it's not happening. John yells at him for almost dying, dying just to get drunk. And Strand says, "Is that what you think it is? That it's just to get drunk?" Anyway, John starts stripping the truck for parts. He makes a raft with supplies. Cut back to Luciana looking for a beer. She finds a root beer, but she's like, not, not what nope, I wanted. Oh, beer. give the guy a root beer. He's going to die anyway. It's still something. Strand's drinking his scotch. He drinks. He says he drinks to forget that he doesn't have anyone to drink with anymore, meaning Madison. Yep. John says you'll have a drink with him on the other side of that. I'll have a drink with you on the other side of that river. <laughs> so he shows him that he made a horn with a car battery to distract the gator. He's like, the battery has enough juice in it to run the horn. Yeah. Uh, so Strand says, all right, I, I'll go with you. Back to Luciana on the walkie with Clayton. She tells him she failed and he is still appreciative. He says, I'm just glad you tried to help me. He tells her a story about how he couldn't help the people he cared about, so he ran away from them, but he decided to help others. And look what I wrote right there. 
He's polar bear. Yes. He's the guy leaving the boxes. Okay? John and Strand set the horn off. A walker enters the water. They get in the boat. And more walkers are coming towards the water. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the battery with the horn dies. The walkers start walking away from the water. Oh, yeah, that, that, that. uh. And the gator (laughs) comes up under the boat. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about, I don't know enough about gators. And if you're a gator expert, you don't have to tell me. I'll look it up. Are you going to say don't tweet me? Yeah, don't tweet me. (laughs) I understand sharks, you know, like in shark movies, they come up under the boat. Yeah. But if they were just in a boat and weren't paddling, the gator's going to come up under the boat, try to flip it? Does it know to do And how that? many walkers does it need to eat? Like it's Yeah, is it still hungry though? I thought like they Like usually get, once gators well, eat, they sit on the side it, of the, the And they don't move. They don't move. Like I do. Like after I eat, I sit <laughs> on the couch, I don't move. <laughs> anyway, uh John tries to shoot it. Again, he's a master marksman, trick shooter. Uh he doesn't kill the the gator and the boat springs a leak. Strand says, "I got to swim back. We're only like a little oh bit into God. the water." He said, fire the gun so the walkers will enter the water and distract the gator. I'm swimming back home. He gives up. And then John gives up. And the hat goes into the river. So we don't know if John lost his cowboy hat. Luciana finds a Morgan box with his note on it to call Channel 4 and a beer. She heads back to the car with Polar Bear Clayton. Uh, His own box ended up saving him in a way. Uh, Luciana says, I watched someone die and I couldn't make his last moments any better. I wasn't going to let that happen again, meaning Nick. He takes uh, he takes the beer. He sees that it's cold, and he's like, "How is it cold?" So four years in, we still have ice packs. I assume. Well, didn't he say the beer factory had some uh, solar panels or someone? Had... No, she said it, there was an ice. There was one of those break apart packs in the first aid kit. That's how she called oh, it. Oh, all right. So I guess that worked. But you would think they would have used them all by now. I don't know. Anyway, she says it was a first aid kit with an ice pack in it. At that point, he didn't say, like, was it in a, like, because he didn't have beer in his box, so it didn't occur to him to ask about the boxes. Yeah, because Jimbo added the beer. Right. She should have said there was a box of beer on the road. It's amazing. <laughs> Literally. He drinks the beer and then gives her notebooks to where all his other supplies and are. that's where I knew the polar bear with the notebooks. There. Right. That's where you got it. Yeah, that's right? where I got it. Um, she asks him what kind of job he had that took him away from his loved ones, and she says, he says, I drove trucks, which is obviously more confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his character, even though he's gone now. Well, did we actually see him die? Mm, not officially, but... He was just fading fast. But, you know, the car was keeping him together, right. so... Um, now, here's what I wrote here. Do you want me to give you the theory now? Or wait. But you said I wrote something there? I'm blind from here, but sure, tell me. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> uh, Luciana uses the walkie-talkie to thank whoever left the box. Morgan responds to her. Uh, Strand goes, uh, goes in the cabin. John's sitting by the water's edge, smelling the blackjack candy, and he eats it. Which says to me he's maybe given up on June. That was kind of a sad moment. Yeah, it was like, very oh, sad. Man, he's, it's, when John Dory gives up, oh yeah. boy. The truck picked up Luciana and she tells them she met Polar Bear. So now she's like, I, I met the guy with the, uh, you know, I met the guy. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, Charlie used, it's amazing how you mention a character and they, of all the and, people in and, the and world. They, there they are. He's the only guy in the entire town in that car where she went. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, Charlie uses the walkie-talkie and Morgan picks up. Alicia gives her location and the old lady cuts in and she says, I warned you. And Morgan tries to talk sense into her. You know, the old, you don't need to do this. Oh, you know, that never works. Yeah. Tells her, I'm gonna, we're going to find all our people. We're going to help them. And then we're going to come find you and we're going to help you too. Uh, they're driving in the truck. And uh, Wendell and Sarah in the front. Everyone else is in the back part of the truck. The SWAT truck is coming up fast behind them. They can't outrun it. 
And I'm thinking, how much gas did they put in this thing? I don't know. Like, Quinn said he found diesel, but how much diesel could he have found? Not that it much. Gets it gets like eight miles much, to the gallon. How much miles had, to the gallon does that thing trucking. get? Anyway, the old lady says, I'm going to make you strong. You lose people, you lose yourself to Morgan, which I was like, what? And she opens fire on the truck. They all get down, and she uses uh, Al's guns in the, in the SWAT Where truck. Where she does a little roll-up thing right. and shoots them. Now, uh, scenes for the next couple of weeks. You've got a woman finds a box on the side of the road, and the old lady's behind her, and she says, thank you for your help. And she says, I don't help people, and she stabs She's her like, through the neck. Boom. I'm like, what? And then lifts her up. Crazy. Is this her new Purvis yes. slash Quinn? Yeah, because she then puts her in a oh, collar, man. and then she uses it to attack someone else on the road in a blue shirt. She's a sicko. We don't know who's wearing the blue shirt. Mm. Uh, she wrote on that woman's face. Also, uh, Alicia and Charlie are walking around looking for everyone because obviously they never drove the truck there Yeah. to meet them because they got shot at. Yeah. Uh, the filthy lady takes out a gun and is pointing it at someone. Wendell's pointing a shotgun at someone and threatens them, but we don't know if it's connected. Morgan and Sarah are looking at a herd coming. Everyone from the truck walking up the road. Um, oh, everyone from the truck is walking up the road now without the truck. Jim's pulling Wendell with a rope. Oh Everyone's God. in a hospital full of walkers. Um, this is where Wendell said on Talking Dead last week that they were filming a scene in a building with an elevator. Yes, and that was funny. So it must be in that scene, mm-hmm. and then they end up on the roof. Yeah. So that's the scene from there. Uh, Talking Dead didn't have a lot. I have to say, Coleman Domingo and Denai Gar- Garcia, Luciana, uh, were there. End Memoriam wasn't that funny. Um, I love Coleman, but I feel like he's been on every week. It was a boring show. Yeah, well, Luciana was on it, so... Yeah, they basically kept talking about, well, what did your character think? What did your character think? But there was no insight into the show. There wasn't much. I did not enjoy the episode. Um, th- there was another scene where the SWAT truck had just shot up the 18-wheeler, and then it comes back around, doesn't fire at them, and just stops. Yeah. And then Morgan's looking, and they're all going, well, what is she waiting oh, for? Boy. And then next week on Talking Dead, Lou Diamond, Phil Sinbad, and Filthy Woman, Tanya Pinkins. So my theories and my frog and scorpion, scorpion. story. Um, I guess it's, what do you call those? A simile, a homily? A, a folktale. It's a folktale. It's okay. Like a so here's tale. the story. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a metaphor for people who, even though you tell them not to smoke cigarettes, they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And even though you tell them like, hey, I know you're upset with that guy, but when you go to the party, don't mention it. Mm-hmm. And, but you do it because you can't help yourself. You can't help right? yourself. Right? Yeah. So the story of the frog and the scorpion. Frog is sitting on a lily pad, and a scorpion comes up to the water's edge. And the scorpion says, hey, uh, Mr. Frog, can you give me a lift across the pond to the other side? And the frog says, no, man, you're a scorpion. You'll sting me. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. You're a scorpion. And the scorpion says to the frog, no, if I'm on your back and we're going across the pond... If I, st- if I sting you and you die, we'll both die. Yeah. So the frog goes, well, that makes sense. Yeah, all right, no problem. Hop on my back. Uh-oh. And they get halfway across the pond, and the scorpion stings the frog. <gasps> and the frog says, well, what'd you do that for? We're both going to die now. And the scorpion goes, yeah, well, I'm a scorpion. That's what we do. Oh. So in other words, the scorpion couldn't help himself. Yeah, they did, yeah. And that was Sarah's argument. This is what we are. We're scorpions, and this dumbass frog kept putting the boxes out. We had yep. to take the truck. It was just sitting there. Well, now, I like that. my theory about polar bear. Okay. Oh, you, oh, I want to hear this. He wasn't a good husband. Mm-hmm. He couldn't communicate with his wife and kids and his family, whatever. He was weak. So he took a job as a truck driver and he, and he left his family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a sign of his weakness, he's been going around putting boxes out to help people. Yeah. When he couldn't help his own family. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were that man's, the man's wife, you might be angry at him. 
I see where this is going. You might be resentful of those boxes because they represented him trying to help other people in his own family. And that made him weak. Yeah. You might be around the same age and same uh, racial makeup. Yeah. You might be the filthy woman could be the wife of the polar bear. And no wonder... And she wants that damn truck back. And no wonder he doesn't want to see her. And she wants to get Wendell and Sarah for stealing the truck. Yep. Which is why we were like, why is she so obsessed with meeting the truck? Because it's his truck. Because it's... And I guess she thought she... It's her stuff. I guess she thought she'd find him. Yeah. Or that she'd use them to find him. Yeah. Because ultimately, I think she wants to get him and make him pay for being weak. Yeah. Yikes, she's scornful. That's my theory, boy. Uh, I really like that. So now you've got my theories. You got the frog and the I scorpion. Got a folk tale, a theory. You got all that. Got it all. I'm. I, I can do no more. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. It's time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down.